Welcome to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the other Merc with the mouth. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I really do. I had a pretty good one. I took the week off, kind of impromptu. I actually intended to to put out a a show last Monday, but I decided against it, and so I just I, I kind of impromptu started my my Thanksgiving break one show early. So I apologize for that for all of you that were looking forward to one, and I did actually get a couple of texts asking, "Hey man, is there no show?" Because they weren't sure if Spotify was messing up or. Or what have you. But uh, no, there was no show. I decided to take all of last week off. And I gotta say, it was awesome. I spent the entire week reading comic books. Loved it. Loved it. I'll I'll talk a little bit about that uh, here shortly. But I really do hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving. I know for many people, it was a very trying Thanksgiving. This is, you know, the age of COVID, which I've got a lot to talk about that. Hopefully I can get to it this show. Or this week, at least. But in the age of COVID, family get-togethers are kind of a difficult thing to pull off. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, I mean, especially state-sponsored bulletins are saying, make sure you spend your, your holidays apart this year because you don't want to have to worry about that chair being empty next year. Well, a lot of people are saying, uh, screw that. There's a possibility the chair will be empty next year, so I'm making sure I get my visit in this year. Yeah, that's all good, too. It's really, It really should be up to you. There should be no government saying uh, you can't spend time. Or how about this crap? Like you can't have more than six people or ten people at your house for Thanksgiving? Okay, what if I'm rich and I have a 10,000-square-foot a house? Are you still telling me I can't have more than half a dozen people there? Okay. Or does it, you know, what if I only have a thousand square foot condo? I've lived in a place that small, you know, 10 people crammed into a thousand square foot condo is very different than 10 people crammed into a 3,200 square foot house or a 5,000 square foot, uh, apartment. Well, that's a huge apartment, but you get the idea. You know, these are arbitrary numbers. And do you think these politicians are, are, are actually, uh, abiding by their own rules? No, no, there's absolutely no way they're abiding by their own rules. And you can tell by the way they flaunt their own rules even when, there's, even when it's not a holiday. Look at Gavin Newsom, the governor of California recently. After, you know, his state has some of the most insane restrictions on COVID. But it didn't stop him from going to a, a dinner around a table, no social distance, no masks, with a bunch of healthcare lobbyists. Even got photographed by a fellow patron in the restaurant. You know, do as I say, not as I do. I really didn't mean to start off the show like this. I really want to talk about Thanksgiving. So I am. I hope you guys were able to congregate and to spend time with family as you wished, because it's your choice. Don't care what the government says. Your family, you decide how you spend time with them. This year, I really wanted to invite some people over for Thanksgiving. I wanted to invite my buddy Mark over. Uh, it's been a big part of my life for a number of years. I wanted to see if, if my buddy Mike, uh, 
who's on the Indianapolis Fire, Indianapolis Fire Department. I wanted to see if, if he had any plans. He usually does. His family's usually pretty involved on Thanksgiving. In fact, me and my family have gone over to his place on Thanksgiving and spent time with his family. Great people. Love him to death. Um, I wanted to see if my buddy Frank lives down in uh, the Canby area. Wanted to see if he wanted to come up, maybe bring his son. Uh, they, they've actually spent Thanksgiving at my house before on Thanksgiving Day. I wanted to see if they were all available. But as some of you may know, uh, my old lady, she works in a nursing home. And right now, and she, this is the first I've told any of you this. She actually had a direct COVID exposure. And turns out she got tested. Turns out she she did not contract the the Kung flu. But she works in a nursing home. She works directly with, with senior citizens. So it's kind of a big concern to her. And understandably so. This virus is very devastating to that particular section of society. So... That's what's been going on in our house, and because of all that, we decided to just do me, the old lady, and the spawn home for Thanksgiving. And being the master chef that I am, oh yeah, it was delicious. I slow roasted a turkey in the oven for about 20, well actually about 15 hours over, I started the previous night. I made razzleberry pie, pumpkin pie, two loaves of pumpkin bread. I made some homemade mac and cheese. The old lady made some green bean casserole. Let's see. I made some mashed potatoes with some with some red skin potatoes. Some gravy, turkey gravy. I know I'm missing something. Let's see. There were some rolls in there. Oh, I I don't remember what the other thing is. But it was so good. Oh, it was delicious. And I got most of it done the night before, so the only thing I had to make on Thanksgiving Day was was the mashed potatoes, the gravy. And, oh, oh, and yeah, that's right. And the wife made some stuffing. Where I'm, me and the spawn are not fans of stuffing, so that was all her. But we had a great time. Left the food out kind of all day, so we just swing in and out of the kitchen and munch as we want. I really wish we could have spent it with other people, but you know, such is life right now. It is what it is. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving as well. And uh, I appreciate you being uh, a part of this show during this time. I appreciate you listening to me. And I just want you to know that uh, this is actually my favorite holiday of the year, Thanksgiving. I love cooking. I love eating what I cook. I love feeding my family. I love spending time with my family. Perfect holiday. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving and... And, uh, yeah, I suck at endings, as I've said before. You are listening to The Nerdy Merc. You should know what that means by now. It is trivia time, and this week's trivia is a good one. I rather happen to stumble across it. Which popular hamburger joint has proof of their endorsement by Spider-Man, no less, hanging on the walls of their bathrooms? Which popular hamburger joint has proof of their endorsement by Spider-Man hanging on the walls of their bathrooms? The answer will come this Friday. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. Okay, starting something a little bit different this time. 
I am going to try to do my Mandalorian recaps in three minutes. We're going to call it the three-minute Mandalorian section. Okay, so right now we're two episodes of The Mandalorian behind because of the holidays and the fact that I did not record a show for last Friday. So I'm going to do two Fridays ago, that Mandalorian episode today, and the current one that just aired this past Friday, I'm going to talk about it this coming Friday. So, without any further ado, here we go. Three-minute Mandalorian recap. Okay, recall Mando just left the water port with a ship repaired by a Mon Calamari mechanic, meaning it flew, but is still in pretty crappy shape. But he knows where he has to go to find Ahsoka Tano, who is from the Clone Wars animated series, who was also a Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, she actually had to fight him. But he ends up stopping by Navarro on the way to meet with now Magistrate Grief Karga and now Marshal Cara Dune. They say their friendly greetings, a coup over Baby Yoda, before plopping him in a desk at the local school, which was the site of the major, major battle at the end of Season 1, their Alamo, if you will. Baby Yoda steals another kid's cookie, and that is an absolutely adorable scene. So, Karga and Dune have a job and want Mando's help since he's spending a while getting his ship properly repaired. Starting to see a pattern here. And that job is to infiltrate a nearby Imperial base that has been left with a skeleton crew, which we all knew is not going to be a skeleton crew. Their plan is to breach and then find and drain the coolant lines so the reactor will overload and blow. They quickly take the command center and make their way to the reactor chamber and, of course, the safety controls are on the far side of a small ledge with no railing from where falling off is a certain death, but they get it done and head back towards their escape route before finding out that the base was a laboratory where they find test subjects that have that had been created from the bloody excuse me, from the blood they took from Baby Yoda in Season 1, presumably to make Force-sensitive soldiers. And that Moff Gideon is still alive, just as they are attacked by more than a skeleton crew of stormtroopers whose aim is far superior to their 1977 counterparts. They fight their way back to the loading docks where they made their initial entry and steal an armed and armored vehicle to facilitate the escape or to facilitate their escape from the Imperial base as it explodes, which naturally naturally leads to a speeder bike and TIE fighter chase that ends in a very climactical way, which includes a touch of cuteness as Baby Yoda cheers on the wanton violence, ending with Mendo flying the Razorcrest off-world in search of Ahsoka Tano. The next, scene bring the next scene brings back the Republic X-Wing pilot from earlier in the season, apparently they're basically police, investigating the destruction of the Imperial base on Navarro. He asks about the Razorback that was detected leaving orbit just afterwards, and Karga dismisses it as equipment malfunction. The pilot-slash-officer leaves and begins talking to Kara Dune outside, where he discovered that, excuse me, where we discover that she is from, and here comes the plot thickener, Alderaan. The final scene shows a communique to an Imperial ship, confirming to Moff Gideon that Mando's ship has been lojacked with a tracker and that he still has Baby Yoda. Three Minute Mandalorian. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. So I did tell you guys that I spent the last week and a half just pretty much reading comic books, right? Yes! Yes! Come to Papa! Man, so where do I where do I begin on this one? So I, I okay, let's start with uh, the recommendation that I got from Ryan, also known as Asia M from this week in Marvel. 
and he recommended that I read Deadpool, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Now, Deadpool, The Good, and the Bad, and the Ugly are around issues 13 or 14 through issues 19 or 20 from Volume 5 of Deadpool, which was in print from 2012 to 2015. Now, I can't just jump right into the middle of, of a volume like that. i got to start it from the beginning. So the good thing is that the first two sections, which are roughly six to seven comic books each, are called Dead Presidents and Soul Hunter. And I gotta say, Dead Presidents was hilarious. I loved reading that one. So in a Deadpool, and I'm just gonna talk real fast about it, there's a necromancer that is reviving Dead Presidents. Every single Dead President. Like, we're talking a John F. Kennedy, Franklin Roosevelt, um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, John Tyler, who, by the way, trivia question, or a good trivia question for people, uh, John Tyler was our 10th president. He was born in 1791, and he still has a living grandchild. Yes, that's not a typo or a misspeak. That's a, a living grandchild. You know, father, grandfather. His grandfather was the 10th president of the United States, born the... Uh, what? I don't know. Uh, yeah, born right around the time the Constitution was ratified, actually. So, fascinating. Anyway, um... Yeah, all all the presidents that are currently dead. Uh, we had Reagan in there. We had uh, Bush in there. We had Washington. Washington had a big role. Lincoln had a big role. Lincoln shot Deadpool in the in the back of the head. He's like, finally, about time I got to do that to someone else. It was hilarious. So I had to read through those. And Soul Hunter, eh, it was all right. But the good, bad, and the ugly, it was pretty solid. I mean, it was it was all over the place. It showed the range of Deadpool's emotions. Had a lot of fun reading it. Deadpool got just emotionally destroyed at one point during that series. Had a lot of fun reading that. Um, I started reading Civil War. You know, they made a movie about it, Captain America Civil War, which really should have just been Avengers 3. Uh, so, yeah, I started reading Civil War, which was printed around, started around summer of 2006. And I got to say, the parallels between it and the MCU movie are pretty striking. Both were initiated by a major tra tragedy. Teams are pretty much the same. Um, I mean, that's all. The, now, in the movie where they had the battle at the airport, roughly that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm slightly past that point in the, in the series. So um, I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to resolve and how many more parallels there will be. Um, it's the battle. That battle itself was decidedly darker. Uh, a Reed Richards created clone Thor, who was on Team Iron Man, killed Goliath, who was on Team Captain America, by shooting a lightning bolt through his chest as Cap and still living team, using Hercules' distraction, which was grappling clone Thor, uh, they teleported away with the help of Cloak, and it, yeah, it's pretty good. I also decided we got an Eternals movie coming up, it's time I start reading about the Eternals and Celestials. So, I started reading the series from 1976, and I'm, i got to say, I'm quite enjoying it. So, I mean, fun time spent over Thanksgiving. Upcoming books that I'm going to read are The Hulk, Future Imperfect, and The End series, which began with Future Imperfect, and is a series of unrelated books that bring back, or was originally intended to bring back, people that were involved with the creation of that character, and help share their story of of the end of that character and how they thought that they were that how they wanted them to end. 
There are quite a few of those, including one that I had to order from Amazon because it's so dark that Marvel won't put it up in put it in their unlimited app, and that's the Punisher the end. So I ordered that. That'll be here next week or so. The others are Fantastic Four, which there are six issues, Hulk, Iron Man, Spider Girl, Wolverine, X Men, which is three series split up with six issues six issues each. Um, the end of Marvel. I'm really curious, like, what, the end of the universe? I have no idea. Really curious how that's going to work out. Uh, Captain, the end of uh, Captain's America and Deadpool, or excuse me, Captain's America and Marvel, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Miles Morales, and Venom. So, super looking forward to reading through those. And, of course, I will share them, I will share bits of them in future YouTube videos. And uh, just in case you weren't aware, I do have a YouTube channel, The Nerdy Merc. Go find me there. I put it, That's where I put up my fun content. I mean, I enjoy doing this, but that's where my fun content goes. So if you've never had a chance to see any one of my fabulous YouTube videos, you really should go check that out. I have a lot of fun making that stuff. I show a lot of comic books that I'm reading and just show some nerd stuff. You're listening to The Nerdy Merc. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have any questions, bitches, gripes, comments, complaints, moans, or suggestions, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Or you can go find me at www.nerdymerc.com. Email me, jeff at nerdymerc.com. Or go find me on all the social medias. I'm on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for The Nerdy Merc. On Instagram, NerdyMerc79, and Parlor at NerdyMerc. Make sure you stick around for the next segment, and thank you for listening. <laughs>